Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Can We Please Talk podcast. I am Mike Leon. And killing it on the money line bets in the NFL. I'm Nick Severi. Oh, my God. How do I cut you out of the I'm intro? Not, not, I'm 9-5. and five. I don't know. 9-5 and five right now. we got two games left. I, nope. It's a chance I'm going to go 11-5. and five. That's better than some of these people like other other shows uh, and stuff. Right. Anyway. Not folks, yours, necessarily. You no, know. exactly. Well, I was all 0-4 oh, oh on my picks today. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the sports show. You can check that out over on TheAnalyst.com. Uh, on the program today, speaking of sports, Herschel Walker, Nick, fumbled the political football last week. Nick and I with the latest on everything happening in that key Senate race in Georgia. Speaking of the midterms and voting, a little sneak peek in our second segment on some focus group research that we're doing for a new show coming to LMN. We're speaking to voters nationwide. Uh, recently just did in Miami. We're doing one in Chicago coming up soon. And Cuban-American studies professor at FIU, Dr. Jorge Dewani, helped us analyze some of the Cuban vote. We're going to play some of that sound. And Nick, I'll get some of your reaction in the second segment. And plus, in our last segment, the bow on top of this whole episode, Kanye West Tucker Carlson. Need I say more? Uh, Nick, a transition from that. Two of your favorite people on the planet. How are you, my friend? How, how's everything going over there in PA? Yeah, it's you know full disclosure to the audience. And again, thank you for all of you listening, watching, uh, just consuming all this great stuff that we're putting out at uh, Leon Media Network, but specifically, you know, can we please talk? Uh, we're good, man. It's again, we're in the middle of October. It's fall. You know, getting some time outside. We just got some pumpkins, you know, coming up for Halloween. So the girls are getting excited. We're figuring out costumes and things like that. So it's it's good here. It's again, you're you're in Florida. So I'm not quite sure what autumn is like for you all down the Sunshine State. But, you know, in the Keystone State of Pennsylvania, similar to you know New Jersey for me. Yeah, we're seeing the change and starting to see some change in colors. But it's beautiful, though. And for anyone who's enjoys a little bit of chill in the air like yours, truly, it's it's a good time of the year for us. It doesn't exist in Florida uh, unless you live like in Jacksonville. Maybe then you'll get some. 55, 60 degree weather. But here in Miami today, it was it was 84 degrees. So uh, no fall. Um, I do want to shout out, you were mentioning people that watch and listen. Our last episode, if you didn't check it out with Iranian journalist and author, Kamen uh, Mohammadi, she came on the program to explain everything that's happening uh, in Iran with the protests. We've seen another university that was raided by by the police there. Um, and, and there's, you know, we saw something, there was an interruption of their state media program to say, join us in the uprising. There's been a lot that's been happening just since that episode, but I want to shout out that episode has just done incredible numbers that we have never seen on this program. So a shout out to Common and all her friends, followers, you know, she's got thousands of followers. I know she wrote that book, The Cypress Tree back in 2001. So uh, she has a pretty big audience, and she has been promoting that episode, as as we should be. We're going to be spotlighting more of what's happening in Iran with Gisunia, who's going to be on the program uh, in our Friday episode. She's a human rights lawyer, and she's also a board chairman on the Iran Human Rights Documentation Center here in the States. So more on Iran and more coverage on what is happening. It's 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 disgusting, man, what's happening out there. But um I just really wanted to shout out everybody that listens to that. Um, we, we were talking about also Kanye West. We're going to discuss that in our last segment. I hate giving that man more air than he doesn't need. But uh, shout out to my boy, uh, Brian Taylor, 
out in PA because him and I were talking about that. You know, it's funny, Nick. And I'm wondering real quick before we get into our first segment, people ever ask you like, hey, when are you going to talk about this on the show? When are you going to talk about that on the show? I get that a lot. A lot of people will just ping me either DM or it's a text message. Uh, We've gotten obviously emails. We read fan feedback. But lately I've been getting, hey, you're going to do this. You know, are you going to do something on Live Golf and Saudi Arabia and the money? Are you going to do something on Iran? Are you going to do something? Yeah. We, we are. I mean, these were kind of already planned, but you've now that you say it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll fast track it. Uh, fan feedback turned quickly into an episode. Uh, do you get that at all from anybody? I get, I get a little bit of it. Uh, you know, I, I run in a different circle. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the Ed heads uh, that I'm friends with, you know, everyone in the education space, you know, they appreciate the conversations that we have. Um, you know, there are continued you know requests for more education conversations, which may be something we spin off at, at Leon Media Network. But yeah, people are really satisfied. I think if anything, people tend to come to me uh, with just gratitude. You know, similar to you, I get a lot of, "Hey, you know, really appreciate the show, the format." I get also a lot of how I listen to it. It's my favorite. I get a lot of, "I'm, you know, I do. I listen to it while I run. I listen to it while I drive my car." You know, so people are just sort of explaining to me where they hear where they hear our voices, uh, but not so much in the suggestion side. But you are making me think that in the future. When people do, you know, hit me up with praise. I got text recently from a friend of mine about that, just to kind of go back to them and say, "Hey, glad you like it, but you know, what more would you like to hear?" Like you're you're right. you're sparking my thinking there. Well, listen, you can head to leonmedianetwork.com. Uh, right there at the bottom of the page, you can sign up for a newsletter. Uh, you can sign up when new episodes come out, episodes that are on that Patreon behind the paywall as well, with guests that we've had on the program and extra bonus content that they've told us off air, that education show. We do maybe have something coming up soon on the Media Network. We're going to have a press release for another show in sports that will be launching very soon. So look out for that show uh, coming up soon. Uh, Speaking of sports, let's move into our first segment, Nick, here. What a transition. Uh, Herschel Walker, the former Georgia running back, right? A star at the University of Georgia. Everybody knows that he is running for the Senate in Georgia, against uh, the incumbent Raphael Warnock. And last week was a bombshell that kind of got released by the Daily Beast. It's been picked up by national outlets. Walker's been asked about it on a few interview shows over on Fox News. We're going to play a clip of that in a second. But a woman revealed that, uh, obviously, Herschel Walker urged her to have an abortion. He adamantly denied this story, claimed he had no idea who this woman is. We come to find out a couple days later that this woman is actually one of the mothers of Herschel's child. Uh, Listen to Walker when he found out about the allegations uh, when he was on with Sean Hannity. That in 2009 that you paid for an abortion. First question, do you know the woman that is making this allegation? I have no no idea, but it is a flat out lie. And uh, and now you know how important this seat is. This seat is very important that they'll do anything to win this seat lie because they want to make it by everything else except what the true problems that we have in this country is. This inflation, the border wide open, crime. They don't want to talk about that. So they're making up lies now because they need this Georgia seat. All right. We're going to get into a bunch of what he just said there. But that was his initial reaction to it. Um and then obviously, you know, his opponent, uh, Raphael, uh, Raphael Warnock, excuse me, was asked about Herschel Walker and this story of a bombshell of a story, which we're going to get into the details of the story itself. But listen to what uh, Warnock said about his opponent. We, we do know that um, my opponent has trouble with the truth. And um, 
Uh, we'll see how all of this plays out. But but I am focused squarely uh, on the health care needs of my constituents, including reproductive health care. Um, you know, this this story I, I had uh, I was t- texting with you about this story when it broke. You were saying maybe we should have the reporter on that broke the story. And I said to you at the time, because uh, this was from uh, a Roger Sullenberger. I don't know if Roger actually broke the story, but he's the one that had the latest on it, so the latest details on it. Um, I said, I don't want to get into this because this wouldn't be a story if Herschel Walker wasn't running for the Senate. Right. Um, politicians lying. We've seen a lot of uh, GOP candidates in different states, not only at the state senator level, but also, you know, obviously at the Senate level. Um yeah, at the federal level, excuse me, uh, they've they've had allegations of this happen. And and we've seen, you know, articles come out about this. And like, I don't think any of this actually comes out to the news media cycle if for not Walker running for Senate. And you can argue, yeah, well, I mean, it kind of compromises his positions, right? He's pro-life. He's against, you know, a- abortion, even in, in rape and incest cases like that, or where it comes to, you know, the mother's life, you know, being at stake and she needs an abortion. Um, but then we get into conservative media and, you know, obviously this story starts to trickle out across the different outlets. And one surprising opinion that I want to get your take on all of this, Nick, right after I play this was from Dana Loesch. Obviously she was, I believe the former president of the NRA, correct? And, um, she has her own outlet, just like we have our own outlet shout out to her for, for having that, not for the viewpoints, but for having an outlet. And, uh, she said this on, on her radio show recently. Take a listen to this. So does this change anything? Are, I mean, do you want my opinion? You're listening. Not a damn thing. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle. And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. You know, I've always made this one point about politics. If you can't notice the hypocrisy on both sides of it, you're just as bad. And the, the, the way I bring up that point to people is the day that I heard Anderson Cooper on his 8 p.m. show on CNN say about former president Donald Trump that he was like uh, an orange turtle, I believe it was like on his back in terms of like some of these allegations that had come out against him. And I said, that's where you start to cross over. Now you're no longer a host. You're an opinion commentator. now, And now you're making it known where you kind of stand. You don't want to blur those lines. Um, the reason I make the comparison here with Dana Losha, she said, uh, this is not a contradictory statement and then contradicts everything that she's about to say is because you, you just said it out loud. Yeah, I know you're going to get into this in a second, but you just said it out loud. Like you can't have this strong of a position on abortion and then tell us that the guy who paid for an abortion for somebody else, allegedly, according to the story that has, you know, proof of it, you know, obviously a bill from the place. It has a check made out to it. Uh, It's confirmed to be one of the mothers of Walker's sons. And then his son obviously was on either TikTok or Instagram live, I forget what it is, and put out a bunch of statements about, you know, Herschel Walker saying, this is why the family didn't want you to run. Um, you can't, you, you can't do all that. Like, how's anybody supposed to take anything that you say going forward serious? You know, for the people that are like, oh, Walker should drop out. No, come on. He shouldn't drop out. I mean, 
this is what politicians do. Because once you decide to run for public office, you realize, oh, people are going to look into my past. Oh, I've done that before. And th this is how this comes out. I want to get some of your takeaways on everything I just played there. I know it's a lot. But first, when the story came out, you and I were talking about it and whether or not we should cover it on here, I wanted to devote some time to it. And now that you're seeing the way people are reacting to this story, you just heard that. She's one of the pre preeminent voices, I would say, in conservative media, Dana Loesch. She's got a huge following. And that's exactly what she just said. I don't care about abortions. I want to win the Senate. So I don't care how we win this game. Give me all the, all the people that are illegal, et cetera, whatever. I want to win this game. What do you make of all of this? Yeah, I think it's what I think it's what we've always felt about the hypocrisy of the anti-abortion movement that it's never really been about the sanctity of life for these folks. It's always been about control, uh, control of women's bodies, control of essentially population. Um, so, you know, for her to say the quiet part out loud, it's just not surprising. I respect it. Honestly, it's as weird as this Same. sounds. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Same. I, I, yeah, like if that's where you want to come from, that's cool. You know, oddly enough, funny enough, I guess, um, you know, when Al Franken lost his Senate seat, you know, years, a few years back, um, that would really was a result of infighting within the party. You know, you had Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York very adamantly say, you know, with these allegations of how he's treated women, he can't represent our party. He can't represent the state. He shouldn't represent the state of Minnesota. And in the end, Al Franken stepped down. I think Franken was a senator. I, I forget. I don't know if he was a member of the House. Um, he was a senator. Yeah. So, you know, with Democrats, there's a willingness to often eat each other. <laughs> you know, there's you know, that is there. That is an argument about, you know. I wouldn't say it's holier than thou, but like there's a willingness to check one, you know, one self against another. Yeah, you know, with the Republicans, not that's not really the case. It, it, it's it's win at all costs. And I again I respect that from a political standpoint, but what I don't respect is you can't get on a podium. And this is where you and I may differ a little bit, because when this story first broke, you questioned the beast. And and rightfully you should. You're you're more in the journalism space than I am. But you know, after a while, and I think what the, the thing I said was. 
let's wait till this gets bigger. Let's wait till we see major outlets, larger outlets talk about this. And I'm looking at a story, you know, co-written by Maya King in the New York Times, who you know has been on this show, you know, diving more into this. You know, and what we find is that you know there is a, from what I understand, there is yet another, yeah, uh, um, yeah, Walker urged woman to have a second abortion, you know, from another person. Um, you know, so these stories continue to come out. And you know, the reason it, it matters to me is the argument for not having an abortion, the argument to tell women that you don't have the right to, that we're seeing play out in states, is just a fallacy. And it's based on really reckless and misogynistic tropes about you know what we feel, why women you know choose to ha- choose to have an abortion. And as you've said before, we don't have, we shouldn't have the right to make that decision. It should have been protected at a federal level, and hopefully one day it will be. But especially when you are someone who's going to come forward and say that as an elected official, you will vote to make sure women don't have the right to have an abortion, to then turn around and for it to be revealed that you were willing to pay someone to do that. To me, if you're someone on the fence about voting for this individual, that should give you pause. But the reality is we're so politically entrenched that I don't know if anyone who is really fiercely supporting Herschel Walker is walking away. I know polling numbers suddenly has Warnock starting to pull ahead. And that's telling me that anyone who may have been on the fence, but who is a Republican, so by default, they vote for the party, either is not going to show up now, or they may think Raphael Warnock's doing a good enough job. So it, it is telling you know, what we've seen over the last couple of days. But yeah, it's it always just sits sits wrong way away with me. And as far as Dana Lesh, don't tell me how much you care about anything except winning. You know, and in that moment of honesty, that's where she came from. But anything else that she or any conservative says is is just abject bullshit because it is about winning at, at all costs. And yeah, there is no sanctity of life. It's the sanctity of winning that matters for, for that party. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by KitCaster. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. How do funded startup founders attract prospects and talent? Podcast interviews. How do entrepreneurs with exits find new deals? Podcast interviews. How do C-suite execs differentiate in crowded markets? Podcast interviews. KitCaster books you on top podcasts. Click the link in the show notes for a special offer. Celebrate good conversation. 
Nick, as always, the presenting sponsor of Can We Please Talk is Fresh Roasted Coffee. Since 2009, this Pennsylvania-based company has been giving out the good stuff in terms of coffee, roasted coffee, coffee pots, teapots, tea bags, merchandise, and more. Freshroastedcoffee.com or click the link in our show notes for a discount. But first, hear from the man who knows coffee better than anybody on this two-man panel, Nick Saveri. Fresh Roasted Coffee. Give the people a reason to go to that URL, to go to that website. Go now, folks. <laughs> you've got, you got flavored coffee. You've got single origin coffee. Your FreshRoastedCoffee.com provides both opportunities. And depending on whichever way you are, you are with your morning java, they've got your options. As Mike mentioned, tea, if you're a tea drinker. Folks, if you are a caffeine consumer, Fresh Roasted Coffee is the place for you. They also give you an opportunity to learn about their products. When you get there, take the quick quiz, only a couple of questions, you'll find out what coffee makes sense for you. And then it's very easy to buy it. In addition, if you brew your coffee a couple different ways, Mike's a Cura guy, I'm a French press person. You know, If you're a Chemex person, like I've been as well, there's so many different ways you can learn how to make really good coffee. So if you save yourself a trip to the coffee shop, this place has got it for you. Freshroastedcoffee.com is definitely the place to go to fill all your coffee needs. That's right. And, and if you click on our show notes right now, you'll see a link to freshroastedcoffee.com. You got to click on that link and you're going to get a special discount promo code applied at checkout. Head to that link in our show notes right now and get in on some of this delicious tasting coffee today. Well, you just mentioned polling. So let's get into some polling and we're going to play a little sneak peek here uh, of recently we've talked to some voters about some of these issues. What are issues that are top of mind? Uh, I'm going to play some of the clip in, in a bit and I want to get some of your reaction. But uh, according to political, this was just maybe within the last day or so. Warnock is up uh, 3.8 percentage points right now. Uh, the election forecast rating from political in terms of this race is a toss up right now. So we'll see if that story does move the needle. But speaking of voters and issues that matter to them and moving the needle, We've been doing some focus group research uh, with with different uh, voters, independents, Republicans and Democrats uh, across different states. Uh, we started in Florida a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're moving to Illinois in the coming weeks. We'll be in New York as well, doing something in D.C. as well uh, with different voters as uh, excuse me, different voters as we get ready for the midterms. Uh, and we wanted to do, you know, some some research, rank these issues, you know, one to six. Um, in terms of what's important to you, why are you registered? Are you registered to vote first and foremost? And then why are you registered with which political party? Take a listen to some of the folks that we interviewed. You said Republican, conservative, now starting to lean more moderate. Can you pinpoint when that shift happened for you? Was it something that you can yeah, pinpoint? Is, I mean, it was is over time. So I think like uh, I listened to a lot of hip hop. Mm -hmm. So for me, like I grew up in a white suburbia but like most of the hip hop artists I listen to, rap artists are black African-American males. Right. So I think especially like their perspectives on like social justice and things like privilege and um, how, uh, how racism can function in a society. Like I was influenced by their stories, you know, because people can argue logic, but when they share like stories of things they've gone through, you know, you just have to listen to that. Give me an example of rigid that you see from Republican. Give me an example of open to change that you see from Democrat. Um, we can kind of look at what recently just happened with the Roe versus Wade thing. Um, you know, a lot of Republican states completely just like banned abortion. Right. Um, and New York didn't. Right. New York, they left it open. They left it free. 
Um, so things like that, you know, I don't really necessarily agree on telling people what to do with their body, how they should do it. You know, everyone should have you know freedom to do what they want, especially when it comes to their own body. Shout out to uh, both of those folks. And we, we interviewed about five to six people for this, again, ac- across political party lines. That was Caleb, uh, the first person you heard there. And then Krista, the second person you heard there. Um, I wanted to give you some numbers before I get your takeaways on that. And then uh, we're going to hear a soundbite from a professor of Latin American studies on the Latino vote, specifically down in Florida. Florida's got a big governor's race coming up. Uh, with Governor DeSantis and, and, and Charlie Chris, who was the former governor of state once upon a time. Um, but listen to this poll from, from NPR, PBS, NewsHour, and Marist. About 1,236 adults were surveyed in this poll back in September. And the top issue for voters was inflation. 30% identified inflation as their top issue. Uh, amongst Democrats, Republicans, and independents, inflation ranked 13%, 40% for Republicans, 37% for independents. The second ranked issue on there was abortion, and the third one was healthcare, which you can kind of join those two together. And those were the top issues for Democrats, whereas that wasn't the top issue for Republicans. Independents kind of leaned a little bit more towards the uh, abortion, healthcare. And then on down, January 6th hearings, immigration, guns, and crime went further down the list. So the top two issues, similar to what Krista just mentioned there, about abortion, something that is playing out, you know, in, in her life and a right that, you know, she was from New York and then she moved down here to Florida, which is why she made the inference there about New York. Um, some of your takeaways there, Nick, of some of the, 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 in the, excuse me, the Republican and a Democrat registered there, getting some feedback from, from, these are younger voters, all under 25 college campus. One's, you know, one's a, a teacher, I believe. And then the other one's actually a, a student or going to be a TA, I forget. And, um, they both are registered and the importance of voting. We're going to play more of that, like I said, in, in the upcoming show that we have dedicated to this. But I want to get some of your takeaways on that because it speaks to, you know, what's playing out in Georgia with Herschel Walker, with Herschel Walker, excuse me, I don't know why I gave a Southern accent right there. Uh, it plays out with, you know, the, the issue of abortion, right? He's pro-life. And here we have a potential scandal story and whether or not that swings voters one way or the other. I mean, if if Crystal was in that state, sounds like it would or she wouldn't already be voting for him anyway. But then you hear the Republican who's more moderate, right, F- values and things like that. Maybe this does shift somebody like that to Warnock. Uh, what do you make of, of some of that that we played there from from some of the voters? Yeah, well, first, it's great to hear where young people come from on this. You know, we uh, at least me, <laughs> I tend to be very critical of younger voters. Um, you know, one of the interesting data points you shared was about independence, you know, for independent voters, inflation is still a priority, but it's also very much leaning toward abortion. You know, one of the things about independent voters is typically they're going to be younger people. And for younger people, economics matters, but it's really about social issues that play a large role. And that's where the Republicans may be losing folks. You can easily be the party of low taxes and put money back into businesses and all these types of things. But after the after the decision to go against Ro, or the ending of Roe Ro versus Wade as essentially as a uh, protection federally, you know now conservatives are having to defend it or say nothing of it, and saying nothing of it tends to not bode well for you politically. And it's it's definitely playing a role in the way independents see it. But Mike, one of the biggest talking points though is still it's the economy, stupid. You know, it's it's what James Carville and you know Paul Bacala talked about with the Clinton campaign in, in the early '90s. It still plays a role now. Um, 
the problem that I think Republicans are going to have is it's one thing if you ran people who were very much focused on inflation in the economy. You know, in, in the state of Pennsylvania, and I always use this as a reference point because it's where I live, you know, you're putting people up for a governor's race and a Senate seat who are not at all talking about econ- economics. Like they are very much coming from a place of, in one case, a January Sixer, really. And then the other one is a celebrity doctor who is all over the place with his political views and just really recites whatever it is Fox News during the primetime hours likes to tell him to say. And that's those are not serious candidates. And that's just not me talking. Go take that up with Mitch McConnell, who, who actually agrees with me on this. Not literally, but I mean, we, you know, we're actually on the same page of the one thing of that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's refreshing to hear where independents are. Um, and I think we're going to get into your, well, you're going to play the clip from the interview in a moment. But And it was really telling, you know, specifically that data around Latino voters uh, and what more more further division there is and the sort of a monolithic belief there. But um, but yeah, I I think it's telling it's it's coming down to economics, but then also a social issue in the abortion discussion that didn't necessarily have to appear. But, you know, conservatives basically played with fire on that when you put justices on the court. They make the decision that Republicans thought was the right decision. And now it's blowing up in your face. Well, I'm glad you just said about the Latino voters, because, you know, obviously it's a focus for a docuseries that we have uh, coming up. Uh, probably will be uh, next year, won't be out uh, before the midterms. Uh, but we've been doing some research for this as well and interviewing different people that not only work within the, the Latino community, but obviously subject matter experts. And one of them was Dr. Jorge Dewani, who's written or co-authored, you know, 22 books with respect to race and, and, and a bunch of different topics playing out in, in the Cuban American culture in Puerto Rico. Um, uh, real quick though, you were just mentioning about data points, the Pew Research Center uh, in their latest poll back in, uh, I want to say two weeks ago or so, uh, eight in 10 Hispanic registered voters say the economy is very important in their decision making. So just like kind of what you said, the economy, it's still the economy, stupid, right? But here's the big thing and what we're going to play the clip with Dr. Duwani. Um, most Mexican voters, which are a pretty big demographic here in the U.S. and obviously everything playing out with what's happening at the southern border. Uh, most Mexican voters say they would vote Democratic based upon this poll, while most Cuban voters here down in Miami, where I am, the large swath of Cuban Americans that are down here, would prefer a Republican candidate in the 2022 midterms. Political found, this was a poll from about three or four months ago, that 40% of Cuban Americans believe the 2020 election is stolen and there was fraud behind that, which is why they tend to vote Republican. Um, I asked Dr. Dewani about that as somebody who has written so many books with respect to this space, uh, this man was, you know, is half Puerto Rican, half Cuban, similar to what I am. Uh, and he's done some great uh, research along with another colleague at FIU. Uh, same thing, focus group type stuff. And they've been quoted for different articles that have appeared out there in news outlets about why Cuban Americans feel this way, right? Like, why is it that, is it something relating to things that they were promised in their previous countries? And now they kind of see some of that playing out here and they think maybe it's heading towards that. Take a listen to his answer. My first reaction is that, that the, 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 the number that you just quoted uh, reflects pretty well, I think, uh, what we know about the Cuban-American preference for Donald Trump and for the Republican Party in the last uh, couple of elections. And uh, I think nationwide, it's, it's more or less the same percentage, right? Uh, yeah. About a third or more of uh, 
convinced Republican uh, supporters that, that don't believe the last elections were fair and that uh, actually believe that uh, the elections were stolen from, from Trump. Uh, so it's, it's interesting that I think the, the percentage is almost exactly the same as the rest of the, the country and that Cuban Americans seem to uh, believe the great lie in, in similar proportions to other uh, Republicans. So that's not very surprising. Uh, what I think is more complicated is the second part of your question, which is, does this come from people's experience in Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, et cetera, or other authoritarian regimes uh, uh, in the sense that it, it, perhaps that experience has, has led to suspicion and to disbelief in the democratic system? It, it may be true, but, but I think also an intervening, intervening factor may be too, that in the last uh, few elections, particularly uh, under Trump, um, uh, when he was president and before when he was running, is uh, the very e efficient and uh, efficient, I think is the word, campaign that the Republican Party uh, staged here in Florida, particularly in South Florida, calling everyone who disagreed with, uh, with them uh, communist. Uh, and so uh, that has been very effective, I think, uh, to bring in these people in particular, also Colombians perhaps, who have undergone their own process of uh, more conservative uh, reaction to the radicalization of the country. And so anything uh, smelling or smacking of, of, of socialism, communism, radicalism will turn Cuban Americans, Nicaraguans, and Venezuelans uh, against them, even if there's very little actual uh, um, evidence of that. About half of Latino registered voters, 52 percent for the 2022 midterm elections, say they would vote or lean toward the Democratic candidate in their district's house. 28 percent would vote Republican with Latino partisans strongly preferring their own party's candidate. What do you make of uh, what Dr. Dewani did, said there? I mean, this is 62.1 million people uh, are, are Latino as of the last uh, U.S. census back in 2020. Uh, if I can make a joke, uh, knowing Latinos, we don't answer the front door. So I'm not sure how they got that number because I remember them knocking on my door for the census and I didn't answer. So just <laughs> just an FYI on that front. Um, so you could see obviously more. Uh, and that's almost a fifth of the U.S. population here. And to be serious for a second, now we have all, all these folks that are voting in the upcoming elections, right, that are registered to vote, not illegal votes, actual registered voters to vote. Um, it's an important distinction to note. So what do you make of, of what Dr. Dewani said there about, you know, some of these folks now coming in from the immigration processes and some of the things that have played out in their country, they're coming over here now, where they're going to tend to lean in terms of voting. We've seen always where it's the younger demo of people in the Latino community tend to lean Democratic, the older swath. Get, uh, tend to lean more Republican. What do you make of everything? Yeah, I mean it's it's similar. I mean the same thing. You know, age tends to dictate political leanings. But you know, with the Latino vote, what's especially fascinating is you know I think we tend to think of in America. You know, for non-white people, we tend to think of all this as very monolithic. Well, Latinos, you know, they're conservative, they're Catholic, they're whatever you know thing you want to assign to this. And what the numbers will tell you is it's very much based on you know national origin. You know, the experience for Cubans in, in Miami, and Mike, you would know this obviously a lot better than I would, you know, coming from a repressive regi regime and, and being told that to support a particular party is akin to that is going to scare people. And it's fantastic. It's incredible political work by the Republican Party in Florida. As I listen to that portion of the interview, the key thing I keep banging my head off of is 
where the hell are the Democrats to counter this argument? Because what you're seeing right now, the facts will tell you that it's actually not quite it's actually not quite true. You know, if you're asking me which party is trying to push for more restriction at the government level, it's actually currently Republicans. You know, the party likes to pawn itself off as freedom is the same party right now that's trying to restrict what books you can read in school that will discourage in the state of Florida, for example, what kind of people we can talk about. You know, we are we are discouraged from talking about people who are, you know, or who are not cis hetero you know, individuals. That's kind of what basically is being played out. So the Republican Party currently is doing a fantastic job of selling you on. Well, it's the other side that wants to restrict your freedom and, you know, can, and, you know, make it hard to have a successful business and all those things. Whereas it's the Republicans that are currently the more repressive regime in this case, quote unquote. Um, but it bottom line, though, it, it's a huge missed opportunity for Democrats. Uh, it's insulting that Democrats are not down there, you know, rapidly fighting back against this. And we're not we're not going to do this here, but there is a there's a litany of things I wonder about, about the party and why why they can struggle with embrace with having a push for not just Latinos. Let's be very careful with this for Cuban voters, for Puerto Rican voters, for Dominican voters, those from Colombia. You know, the, the Latin American diaspora is so vast. You know, and I say this as a Southeast as a, you know, from someone from Southeast Asia, my parents are being right. You know, you can't just look at that cluster of people and say, well, they vote a certain way. Not really. Like you actually have to do some digging. And Republicans have found, at least with you know, with predominantly Cuban neighborhood, that there are certain terms that are going to resonate. And it should. It's a scary as hell thing to have come from, from being from Cuba. And again, I'm not I'm saying nothing that is new to you or and to many of our listeners. So I'm not at all surprised, but I do appreciate though just the unpacking of the fact that the data is more differentiate than we think it is. You know, one thing I just thought of there that I would always say when I worked uh, uh, prior at MSG, when we weren't able to answer a customer's question, respond fast. Even though we have bad news, they'll at least endear themselves more to us responding fast. As opposed to a person who maybe fixed your issue, but it took 45 minutes, right? And you didn't hear a response time. Like, I don't have the answer for you, but at least I'm talking to you and engaging with you. And I think that analogy is translatable in, in, in this equation because that's exactly what's happening. Um, I live down here in Florida. I can, I can count on my hand how many times I've seen a Charlie Crist or a Val Demings ad, but I can tell you thousands of times that I've seen Ron DeSantis ads that are playing in commercial breaks here during Dolphins games, during the University of Miami games, right? Those high traffic sporting events. And I don't know if the same buys are happening on the Democratic side, uh, as they are on the Republican side, just here in this state. Um, more on those uh, series that we're going to be doing, the docu-series, look out for that. Head to leonmedianetwork.com to find out more information about that. Uh, and also how we're going to be doing this in different cities uh, as we get set for the midterm elections here and talking to different uh, folks in different cities. Uh, when we come back after the break, Kanye West, Tucker Carlson, I don't got to say much more than that. Back after this. Nick, today's episode of the program is presented by the good folks at Airport Parking Reservations. You go to airportparkingreservations.com, a trusted site, and you can book your airport parking, save money, time, stress, guarantee your parking spot by booking in advance. I'm flying in a couple weeks myself to Chicago. We got the live show in DC we're going to. 
I'm going to park the car at the airports because I got the kids coming with me. Airportparkingreservations.com makes it easy for me to be able to book all this stuff. I save up to 70% off on their site compared to the cost of airport parking. If you ever parked at an airport, Nick, if you ever parked at an airport yourself and know the cost and, and the benefits, actually, there's no benefits associated with doing all that. You'd rather do it through a website, no? I would. Yeah, most recently, I... Um you know, my trip to Arkansas, I had to park at Newark Airport. Uh, I was there for at least three days. Yeah, I, I it was ex- it was expensive. It was one of the most expensive parts of the trip, actually. So this service, I'm excited about it because the ability to reserve a spot, you know, that's always tough. You're parking at the airport. You've got, you know, depending on the airport you, you're at, you're driving around through terminals, got to find a spot. So are you worried about that? And you know you're going to pay through the nose either through your easy pass or out of your credit card. So if this service can offer and this service does answer those two big problems, you got to sign up. Well, listen, I know I have a major hub here at Miami International Airport in Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood Airport. Uh, the parking garages are a mess. You go to airportparkingreservations.com tried and trusted with over 6 million reservations already made. They are the best place to reserve airport parking. Click the link in our show notes right now for a special discount. Apply to checkout. All right, Nick, I struggled here with this last segment because texting back and forth with a few friends uh, that were, I wouldn't say watching the interview, but at least getting clips from Twitter about the interview. If you didn't hear last week uh, on Fox News, Tucker Carlson had Kanye West on, uh, maybe it was a venting session for the full hour as Kanye West dove into a bunch of different topics. Didn't make sense along any of them as I followed along with some of the clips, watched the full interview myself. Um, I don't know how Tucker Carlson could leave that interview saying, boy, that guy makes sense, but he's got to do it on air, right? Because you got can't you get pot committed by now, right? You got pocket aces. And even though you're out of the hand by the turn, if you get that poker analogy. Um, so I struggle because I don't want to give more oxygen to what's happening with Kanye West. And if you don't know, his Twitter and Instagram account was suspended for an anti-Semitic remark that he just made. But I do want to get your takeaways on listening to some of the things that he said, because while it may be small, there's a percentage of people out there that listen to this guy and go, well, he's on to something. You tell me. Take a listen to this. You know, God builds warriors in a different way. I don't know if it's because of me being a born in Atlanta and growing up on the south side of Chicago that, you know, he made me for such a such a time like this. You know, Kim is a Christian, but she has people who want her to go to Interview Magazine and put her ass out while she's a 40 something year old multi-billionaire with four black children. And this is what how fashion wants to uh, how they want to present her. When the schools suggest they're like the hurting systems, because what they do is take the, um, the black community and they separate us and they separate the families and the educated, uh, they, they, you know, they push this, you know, need for higher education. And us as blacks, we discriminate against each other and say, well, I got my Ph.D. and You don't have your Ph.D., so I'm better than you. For older white people, they're quick to classify a black person only by the fact that we're black. Even even Trump, a person that's, you know, we'd consider to be a friend of mine. Uh, when I went to the White House, uh, I called him uh, after that to get ASAP Rocky out of jail. And one of the things he said to me is, 
you know, Kanye, you're my friend. When you came to the White House, my black approval rating went up 40%. And for politicians, all black people are worth is approval, is an approval rating. I do certain things from a feeling. I like, I just, I just channel the energy. It just feels right. It's using a gut instinct, a connection with God, and just brilliance. You know, like as if you ask like Tanya Harding how she did the, the triple flip or the triple spin, yeah. she was in so much practice that when it was time for her to skate in a, in a, comp, in a competitive format, it just happened. I mean, Tanya Harding is your go-to there? On, on figure skaters? I mean, you can't, hold on, hold on. You can't even, that can't be your go-to on figure skaters. Maybe he was watching that I, Tanya movie with of Margot Robbie. Um, you know, we, we love to use the broken clock analogy. A broken clock is right twice a day. In that entire montage, Kanye was like half right on one point about politicians and utilizing people. And that's the problem, right, that I have with this before I get your take takeaways on that interview, um, and then obviously him going on that outlet. So if you don't know about the story about this with Kanye West, he obviously wore a White Lives Matter t-shirt recently with conservative pundit Candace Owens. Um, if you haven't listened to this show ever before and you don't know how Nick and I feel about Candace Owens, um, I'll, I'll go first. Nick doesn't even have to chime in here. Candace Owens is incredibly disingenuous. Know a few people that have worked for her. I've worked in the conservative media space before for a few years. Uh, there's good people in the conservative media space. She's not one of them. And I know that because I know people that work for her. Um, when you just say something to say it and do it for the clicks and the monetization part of this, there's a reason why she hasn't been on any major outlets. Uh, again, if you count Fox News, okay. But I'm talking like actual major outlets across all of them. There are people that go on Fox, MSNBC, and CNN, and then obviously go on other national outlets. So she started her own thing and she's over with PragerU and stuff like that. But she, they came up with this White Lives Matter t-shirt. And, and Kanye recently wore it at a fashion show. And so I guess the basis for being on Tucker Carlson, another person who Nick and I have mentioned on this show, but again, I'll take it because I know his senior producer. I know how incredibly disingenuous they are, right? Like in terms of what they're doing and the way they format questions. And, and it's not about being Republican, Democrat, conservative, different viewpoints. It has nothing to do with that. You all know it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with right, wrong, fact, fiction. Tucker Carlson doesn't believe in those two, those last two things. And if you want to uh, uh, throw in some fact and reality into this, all you got to do, and you can all search this out, simple Google search, type in Stephen A. Smith, Sean Hannity. I played the clip for Nick and there Sean Hannity even said it. I'm not a registered Republican. I'm a registered conservative, not a real thing. And he said it that I'm a registered conservative. Meaning that, yes, just like I've said a bunch of times, he has conservative values, but does he believe some of the stuff that goes out there at nine o'clock when, when the lights come on, even if it's something good in relation to whether it be President Biden or anything else that is democratic? He can't do that. He's pot committed, folks. You know, there's, there's, there's two million people tuning in that are coming over from the previous show. He can't do that. So when I see Kanye West, I get mad at two things, right? For take out Kanye West, the artist, just, let's just take out the, let's just uh, keep in the rhetoric and the person. It's going on the platform of somebody that's incredibly disingenuous that I think is a threat to America in Tucker Carlson at 8 p.m. And then it's the second part of this, 
which is spouting some nonsensical stuff, doing it now just for, I don't know what, but you heard everything there. We're playing it for you people, right? I mean, you could check out the full interview online. I don't discourage people to go do that. But if you want to hear different trains of thought all crash into each other and no, no coherent sentences, except for that one that I played there where he really outlined how Donald Trump, after meeting with him, literally said, my black approval went up and kind of the light went on for him for half a second. And he goes, oh, yeah, all politicians want is to use us as a pawn. And he's and he's to some extent right about that. We've seen the way that has played out where Hillary Clinton uh, didn't in 2016 go to a couple different states to reach out to voters. And what happened ended up costing her the election, amongst other things in, in that race. Some of your takeaways on on a topic that I did not want to talk about. But we wanted to talk about it because <laughs> it's it's now that he's been restricted from Instagram and Twitter and the dangerous rhetoric that he said on there. He's arguing with other people in public. Um, I'm not I don't want to get into the you know aspect of he should get help and he's maybe bipolar and things like that. That's well and all. But there are people around him that should know that and tell him to not do these things. And yet he still goes on Tucker Carlson at eight o'clock that has a big platform. What do you make of the Kanye stuff. Yeah. First, you know, what he posted on Twitter. Um, and I, I'm not going to get into whether you're banned people or not. Um, I mean, it's a company they can do what, you know, they decide to do. Mike's talked about this, you know, a lot. Um, but it, it was anti-Semitic um, and people rightfully should stand up and more people should actually to call out the nonsense from him. Um, you know, wearing a white lives matter t-shirt. It was a little, it's just, it was no different than when he came out and you know talked about Harry Tubman erroneously, you know, at a, at a rally or something a couple of years ago. You know, he's just an uninformed buffoon. You know, it's just someone clamoring for attention, and it's interesting because he talks about his ex-wife Kim Kardashian and talks about, well, she does these magazine shoots and she's showing off her butt, and he's basically saying like she's doing things for attention. Meanwhile, this is the same guy who decides to interrupt someone accepting a Grammy because Kanye's got to tell the world that he thinks Beyonce had a better video. Uh, he's always been about himself. He's always been about making sure that he's in front of the camera, as it is the case with appearing on Tucker Carlson. Um, you know, and I'm with you. I, I'm really not here for the mental health conversation. I don't know if he's ever pursued any. I don't even know if he needs any. Um, I can say that, you know, I actually had this conversation with some friends recently. You know, his mother's passing. Like, if you were to look at his discography, there's a very stark difference in 2007, you know, what music Kanye was putting out versus um, when his mother passed away. But even that is not me trying to make an excuse. I'm just sort of tracking something that was really fascinating from his songwriting, how everything really changed. You know, we all got to know Kanye as, you know, from the college dropout. You know, in graduation, some really just, you know, really well-written songs and, and albums that talked about just a different experience in the world of hip-hop. And, you know, he brought that. Um, but we were way too quick to associate, as he put it about himself, brilliance. Um, you know, I think demonizing his wife, referring to the former president as a friend, the same guy who, you know, put out an ad you know, demanding the death of the the five men who were later exoner exonerated, you know, the Central Park Five. And I suggest all of you watch that documentary on Netflix about that. Um, you know, he he's all over the place. So, you know, when I saw people talking about this on Twitter, I just kind of rolled my eyes like there's there's nothing. He's approached this point like other celebrities where you're not at all surprised. The most ridiculous thing like he's entered that zone, Mike, where if I said to you, 
you know, he's going to go fight Logan Paul next weekend. You wouldn't necessarily be surprised. You, you right. would be like, that's just nuts. And that's what we are with, with Kanye. So even this conversation, it's important. I mean, you show up on Tucker Carlson, you see this horrifying stuff. You wear White Lives Matter t-shirt. You're trying to basically put forward a really ridiculous cartoonish portrayal of who you are. And that was for just everyone. Do yourselves a favor. There's a fantastic video taken at TMZ. Van Lathan, who's over at the ringer, does incredible work, called him out. You know, Lathan was previ- previously with TMZ. And Kanye was there and had said and espoused some nonsensical stuff. And what you see on the video is, you know, Lathan just taking him apart about how hurtful those things are to the black community. I'd advise all of you, you know, in addition to checking out the fine videos and audio here, <laughs> can we please talk? That's so right. check out that video on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I would say is um, I'm just over it with him. There's nothing of substance he has to offer in this space. Uh, and anytime we put a microphone in front of him, honestly, we're all dumber. For, yeah. for giving it for uh, for for listening to it and when van lathan did that it was when uh when kanye said slavery was a choice uh back then so uh, that's right yeah right you could check out that clip there's also a great documentary that my friend uh again shout out to brian uh, on pa that that told me about that, that's on netflix now and i think it's shot from the lens of a former producer that worked with him until it's, it's over on netflix now it just came out it's like a three-part docuseries so you could check that out there speaking of content you could check out uh, online and potentially one day on a streamer uh head over to our youtube channel can we please talk podcast you can check out all of our latest episodes or video interviews of folks we've done on this show we've got some great guests coming up over the next couple of weeks audio podcast platforms you know them by now shout out to apple spotify google good pods all the folks that listen to us over on good pods check us out over there rate and review leave us a five-star review and comment please it helps boost us in the algorithm uh shout out to Acast, our hosting platform we can't do it without them can't do it without each and every one of you i mention it every week but you know i mean it every week because it's sincere it's from the heart uh as always i am mike leon and hoping for regime change in iran i'm nick Saveri. well said we'll see you next time Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.